You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simi, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing the latest transfer news and we're going to be focusing and leading with the latest reports regarding the future of Real Madrid's Martin Odegaard. Uh, big hello to everybody joining us in the live chat at the moment. Hope you're all well. Um, good afternoon to you. Uh, good evening if you're watching it later on. Good morning if you're watching it tomorrow. Good morning if it's uh, a different time, a different time in the world, wherever you are. I don't know. But anyway, welcome to the show. You get the gist. Hope you're all good. I uh, hope everybody is keeping well. And I hope those of you who were a little bit triggered by what happened uh, yesterday at Easter Road, where Arsenal were beaten by Hibernian, have calmed down a little bit uh, because, as I said yesterday and as I said on the podcast uh, that we released across the audio platforms this morning, for me, it ain't that big a deal. Um, so we're going to take a, a break from discussing that. Uh, we're going to talk about some of Mikel Arteta's post-match comments because I think some of those are important to, to focus on. But uh, as I say, we're going to be kind of parking the performance at Easter Road putting it down to a game that was purely a fitness exercise, the, the number of changes being disruptive, et cetera, et cetera. The fact that Hibernian are further along in their preseason than us, et cetera, et cetera. All of that needs to be taken into account. And as was so well put by James Benj on Twitter earlier today, and I think I retweeted it, I have seen Arsenal look incredible in preseasons before and start the season horribly. So let's not read into it too much, especially at this point in preseason. It doesn't really matter all that much. It is, as I say, about fitness. So let's um, let's get involved uh, in uh, in this Martin Odegaard stuff. Uh, let me say a few hellos first, actually, because I can see there are loads of you in the chat, and there normally isn't that many people at the beginning of the stream. So a big hello to Josh, uh, to Ashton, um, to Brett, who says, e how are you, bro? All good, mate. How are you? Uh, big hello to Simon Helberg, uh, who is joining us from Sweden. He says, always enjoy your streams. Thank you very much, mate. Appreciate that. Uh, we'll get into you guys' thoughts uh, on Martin Odegaard in a bit. Jackson Fish uh, says, finally got you live. Love and all the content liked as always. Thank you so much. Uh, Banos says, why do you sound different, Harry? I'm not sure. Do I? Um, I've been using a different microphone the last few days. Have you? Is it that? I don't know. I don't know. Let me know. Uh, Jackson, uh, who we just gave a shout out to, is joining us from Australia as well. So right on the other side of the world. Uh, I hope you're well, mate. And a hello to Inter as well. Right. Let's get into it. So let's uh, let's talk about this Martin Odegaard story. Now, there is, of course, um, a lot of speculation around Arsenal this summer and a number 10. Right. We know that it is a position that needs addressing. We know it's a position that we're a little bit light in, you know, a Mill Smith row, obviously very, very capable of playing that role. One of my favourite players at the Arsenal at the minute, I've got to be honest, I'm a massive, massive Emil Smith row fan. Uh, delighted to hear that Arsenal have knocked back a couple of bids for him already because, 
you know, for me, he is so, so important and, and so key and someone who has a massive future ahead of him. But I think we all recognise and we all understand that it's probably a little bit too much to rely solely on Emil Smith-Rowe to play that creative role in behind uh, the, the forward. And on that basis, I think we can probably all agree that Arsenal need to strengthen in that area. And we're going to be doing another show later on today in which I'm going to pick out the areas in which I feel Arsenal need to strengthen and I'm going to rank them in terms of their importance. So I don't want to give too much away ahead of that. But what I want to say is I think it, the attacking midfield position is one in which Arsenal need to improve, right? We all saw that when Emil Smith-Rowe came into the side around about Christmas time uh, last season, things picked up. Arsenal were a far more cohesive attacking unit. Arsenal were more creative. Arsenal made more chances. Arsenal just looked a, a lot better as a, as a team overall. And that was largely down to having a player in that role. Now, playing as a number 10 doesn't mean you stay in the middle of the park, you receive the ball there and you don't want to go anywhere else on the pitch and you don't pick up space in other areas and you don't drift to the right flank and you don't drift to the left flank. Playing as a number 10 nowadays, especially requires you to drift all over the pitch. And Emil Smith-Rowe is particularly good at that, you've got to say. Many of us kind of went into the summer thinking that Emiliano Buendia was going to be the man to come in and and provide some support or, or provide an alternative option to Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, you know, Buendia was an interesting one because it wasn't one I was massive on, as you guys that watch and listen to the show will know. Uh, but a part of that was was down to the fact that Buendia's kind of played his best football for Norwich from the right. And, you know, there, there's still question marks for me about Buendia in a central role. And that was part of the reason. That and the fact that I wasn't sure he could translate his championship form into the Premier League. Those were some of the things that made me feel, when you're talking about Buendia and you're talking about 35, 40 million pounds, it just felt like a bit much. But since then, if we're being completely honest, we haven't really been linked heavily anyway with any real alternatives. Martin Odegaard is a player who came to the Arsenal last January, who um, was at the club for a short time. But I think if, if he wasn't at the sort of high level all the time or the highest level all the time, I think there were glimpses and signs and enough for us as a fan base or for a lot of us anyway, not everybody, of course, but to feel like Martin Odegaard is the type of player who could come in and have an impact at Arsenal and is probably worth buying. I thought that from the first sort of few weeks after I'd seen Martin Odegaard in action. Um, and once he really got into full flow, I thought he was brilliant. A couple of games that come to mind, Olympiacos away in the Europa League, I thought he was really good at West Ham away in the game where we were 3-0 down and we came back to 3-3. So there were a few games that made me kind of think, yeah, you know what, this guy, um, he, he's at the level that we need. The Tottenham game at home, I thought he was very good as well. So there were a number of fixtures in which Martin Odegaard, for me, showed that he is a top player, that there is a lot of potential there um, and that given time and given sort of the right, uh, what's it called? Sort of given the right coaching, given the right sort of trust, he could go on and, and, and achieve good things for Arsenal if a deal could be done. And then we were kind of 
disheartened by the fact that Real Madrid kept publicly saying, didn't they, that they had no intention of moving Martin Odegaard on, that Martin Odegaard was staying put. And we almost kind of sort of, as a fan base, sort of turned off to the idea of Martin Odegaard. And I don't know about you guys, but I was sitting there going, well, you know, if we can't get him, what's the point in kind of chasing him? What's the point in putting our all our eggs in that basket? And by all accounts at that point, we'd been told by pretty much everybody that Martin Odegaard was Arsenal's number one target. And it was a case of very much, well, we've not, we're not going to get Odegaard. We're not going to get Buendia. So it's back to the drawing board. But it seems now there is hope. There is hope that Martin Odegaard could be available again. And that is not due uh, to anything other than Real Madrid's financial difficulties. And we know all about that. It's been well publicised over the last few weeks. Themselves and Barcelona uh, are struggling badly uh, with their finances. They're wanting to bring in players, but uh, obviously finance is proving a problem. They're also struggling to register players, in particular Barcelona, because of the La Liga salary cap. And as a result of the situation that Real Madrid find themselves in, according to the Athletic Martin Erdogan, Rafael Varane, who could be on his way to Manchester United, and Isco are all available for transfer this summer. So those are three players that Real Madrid could be looking to offload. Now, of course, in order to persuade Real Madrid to part ways with Martin Odegaard, a player who, as I've described, has plenty of potential, they're going to need a tempting offer. They're going to need a big offer. And I'd said sort of during last season that I expected that 30, 35 million would do it. Um, as Real Madrid's sort of stance became harder uh, on the Martin Odegaard thing, I started to think that maybe we'd probably have to pay a bit more. But after reading this report and doing a little bit of digging into it, I actually think that this is one that could still be done for around about the 35 to 40 million pound mark if it is done later in the window. So uh, Arsenal fans aren't going to want to hear this, right? Every Arsenal fan wants us to get our business done now uh, to be in a position where we've got our squad settled, picked. We can start working with it ahead of the new season. But sometimes in transfer windows, it doesn't work like that. Sometimes you do have to wait till the last minute. Sometimes you do have to wait to the latter stages to get the player and the deal that you want. And, um, you know, we've seen that in years gone by. You know, you look at Thomas Partey. We were in a position where we knew exactly what the release clause was. Uh, we knew that way before we actually triggered it. But Arsenal were, were looking around, trying to see what they could do. I'm sure probably testing the water with Atletico Madrid around getting a deal done for less than that. And it got to the end of the window and bang, Arsenal made the decision and made the move and signed the player uh, because it's what they needed. So as frustrating as it is, you know, you you can't sit here and, and sort of slate Arsenal in terms of their transfer window, in my view anyway, until you've seen how it's played out. Because if you had said, you know, the difference between the last summer and what it would have been had we not signed Thomas Partey in the eyes of the fans, was massive. And so a big signing like that can change it, can change people's outlooks. And a big signing can be done at the end of the window. It can be done at any point in the window. And so until that window slams shut, I think you do need to chill out a little bit, as frustrating and as worrying as it can be. But Odegaard, for me, represents 
a cheaper alternative to James Madison. And and I'm not massive on James Madison. And, you know, if we're being completely honest, what is better about James Madison than Martin Odegaard? I would, I would say, in my personal opinion, that it's not that much. And that the difference between the two players is that one has proven himself over a longer period of time in the Premier League and the other's still got some way to go. I think if you look at it sensibly, James Madison struggled at the back end of last season uh, for a number of reasons, which we won't go into now. We've spoke about it before at length, and this is not the James Madison show. But I think that Arsenal still have an eye on Martin Odegaard. I've said it maybe two, three days ago that I wouldn't rule it out. Somebody asked me the question and I said I would not rule it out. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. But this thing with Real Madrid and Barcelona and many of the other clubs on the continent now gives us and many clubs alike the opportunity to capitalise on their situation and to take players away from them that would improve us for reasonable amounts of money. And I do think that Martin Odegaard is somebody that strengthens this Arsenal side. I do think he's somebody that Mikel Arteta likes. I believe that at the start of the window or, you know, towards the back end of last season when Arteta and Edu were drawing up their plans, uh, Martin Odegaard would have been at the top of the list as far as the number 10 is concerned. And it feels like the reason we're not being linked with a million and one other people and the reason we're not really hearing any noises about any alternatives is because Arsenal still retain a hope of getting this Martin Odegaard deal done. So some of you are asking in the chat, where did this come from? Where is the report from? The report is from The Athletic. The Athletic have reported this this morning with regards to Martin Odegaard, with regards uh, to Real Madrid's situation. And that is where the report comes from. So it's not my information. I'm not trying to claim it. Um, it is from The Athletic and it is a report that based on their history, based on The Athletic's history, based on their how reputable they are and how uh, right they normally are with things like this, I think you have to take this one seriously. And this would have opened Mikel Arteta and Arsenal's ears uh, to this situation because Martin Odegaard, as I say, is somebody that Arsenal really want. Even if the fans and some of the fans don't, you know, we all know that, even if the fans are not big on it, he is somebody that the club definitely want. They were impressed by his technical ability. They were impressed by his attitude, his work rate. They were impressed by his um, personality. He is somebody that Mikel Arteta and Edu are big on. But can a deal be done? That remains to be seen. But this potential deal, Martin Odegaard to Arsenal, again, is not dead. It's not dead. It could still happen. Um, and it is a real possibility, although we're a long way from any agreement being in place. Let me go over to the live chat, say a few more hellos, and then we'll start to get some of you guys' thoughts on uh, on this report coming out uh, today. Ozzy Brown says, bless up uh, from Jan Down. CT Guna KT joins us from Connecticut. Hope you're well. Uh, Morteza uh, joins us from Ottawa, Canada. Hope you're good as well, mate. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Hoogie Gunnarsson joins us from Iceland, hope you're well. Big hello to Yassir as well, to Brad Richardson, uh, to Vincent, who joins us from Tunisia, uh, and everybody else in the live chat box as well. Right. Let's see what you guys are saying 
with regards to Odegaard. Tony W says, just flat out, straight up, Odegaard is not good enough. Alex McCarthy says, I like Odegaard, but our current squad of players need someone of a higher calibre like an Awar or Madison. Arsenal need a player who can make a huge impact from day one. I don't see it with Odegaard. Um, I'm not convinced that they're of a higher calibre than him. I've got to be honest. I think that James Madison is a good player, but I do believe that Martin Odegaard has a higher ceiling. I really do. And if you can get the best out of him, you know, think about what we saw was a player who joined at the end of January. So he only really had February, March, April and half of May to make an impact. I'm I honestly, and it's just a gut feeling and it's just a hunch and it's just a prediction, but I think Martin Odegaard, given more time at Arsenal, has all the ingredients to succeed. I really do. Uh, I really like the player and I, and I respectfully disagree uh, that Awara Madison are of a, of a much higher calibre uh, than him. I, I just, I'm not sure about that, especially with Awar, uh, because first of all, they're not the same type of player. Awa likes to play from a slightly deeper position. And if Mikel Arteta is in the market for a specialised number 10, a specialised central attacking midfielder, uh, you know, there have been some suggestions from some that he might be looking to go to a 4-3-3, in which he probably doesn't need that player. But if this is the plan to play the way we played at the back end of last season, most of the time anyway, then I do think Odegaard is, is, is a better fit. Uh, then Hussein Awa, I've got to say. Uh, Eric says uh, he's good, but he's too slow. Uh, Penfold Rider says, I would happily take Martin Odegaard on any deal. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Alex goes on to say, I wouldn't pay more than 20 million if Arsenal are always subject of lower offers for players. Why can't we do it with Madrid and their situation? Uh, Shivanand Maharaj says, I really like Odegaard. I hope he signs for us. Um, Tony says Odegaard is a typical Arsenal signing in the te last 10 years. That's why we are rubbish. Uh, what else have we got? Um, let's see. Kind of some of you guys sort of agree with my point that I made uh, about the, the transfer window and why, yes, we'd like to get business done, but it's not necessarily the time now to be going, you know, completely mad about it. Um, big hello to P-A-double-P who joins us from Miami. Hope you're well. Uh, my friend, um, Big H says, uh, got to listen to what people say about Awar in France. He's not carrying this Arsenal team. Yeah. I, and it's really interesting, isn't it? How, and you know, maybe, you know, well, we all do this. There's no doubt about it, but you got to think, right? You got to think that somebody like Hussein Awar has been incredibly inconsistent in the French league especially last season. A lot of French football experts have reported that, have said that. And I've got to say, you know, I'm not in a better position than them to judge Hussein Mouar because I haven't watched him every single week. I'll go by what I read, what I hear, what I see. But I also acknowledge that what I hear, what I read and what I see is probably just a fraction of what the actual situation is and what those who watch him every week will be able to tell us about him. And I agree that Hussein Mouar isn't someone that's going to come in and transform Arsenal Football Club. If he does, hopefully I'm wrong. And he comes in and he, you know, takes us up to a new level. But there is a, a worry about inconsistency with Hussein Mouar. And, um, and, you know, again, it goes back to that point. What does Mikel Arteta want to achieve? What does he want to achieve in terms of how does he want this team to set up? 
what's the system what's the plan what's the philosophy and that will tell you whether you should be looking at somebody like Martin Odegaard or somebody like Hussein Awa. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Nikomo uh, says, the ceiling on Odegaard is quite high and he does influence games, unlike Awa. Uh, Yassir says 35 million for Odegaard will be a steal, but they won't sell for less than 45 to 50 million. Maybe not now, Um Yassir, maybe not at this point in the window, but that goes to the point that I was making. Whilst um, whilst we're saying that, you know, you, you want to get your business done early, you sometimes have to wait to get the best deals. And sometimes you'll find a club who are in a position with their backs up against the wall come the end of the window, who would be willing to take less because they've got no choice. Uh, so, you know, things at the moment probably look like it would cost 45 to 50 million pounds. But as I say, the longer the window goes on, if you're willing to kind of play the game of chicken, if you like, you can find yourself in a position where you can force through deals at much better prices. Um, Peanut Butter Jelly Time says, uh, how is this a thing, Harry? The player already said his goodbyes on Instagram. Yeah, Martin Odegaard did say his goodbyes on Instagram because his Arsenal contract effectively ended. And at the time, Martin Odegaard, um, you know, had been told that he was coming back to Real Madrid and that he is part of the plans for the future, et cetera, et cetera. This is new information that's come to light. This is a new report. Uh, that suggests that Martin Odegaard is one of a number of players Real Madrid would be willing to move on this summer in order to raise funds and save funds. So, you know, yeah, because he said goodbye because his contract come to an end. And at that point, Martin Odegaard may not have been aware that he could be up for sale. I'm not even saying this deal is 100% going to happen. I am saying that based on the reports coming out with regards to Real Madrid, where they are financially, if Arsenal want Martin Odegaard, there is a deal to be done. Is it a deal that Arsenal feel is worth what it's going to cost? That is a different story. But we know of Arsenal's admiration for Martin Odegaard. We know how much uh, Mikel Arteta wants to bring him back to the club. I don't think that Martin Odegaard will be opposed to the idea of returning, especially if he's been or if he's had it indicated to him that Real Madrid would be willing to move him on. That kind of tells the player all he needs to know, doesn't it? You know, he's gone back to Real Madrid, probably reluctantly. He's gone back there. He's, you know, got the opportunity to prove himself at the big club and, and feels that it's time for him to do that. And, you know, then a new manager comes in and then within a few weeks, he's being touted as someone that they could be looking to move on. So Martin Odegaard himself personally uh, may not feel at home there, may feel like a move back to a club at which he received certainly more love than he probably did in years at Real Madrid uh, is, an, is an appealing prospect. So just because he said thank you and farewell because his contract ended at the time, it doesn't close the door on him ever returning. And again, let's stressing the point here, right? This is not me saying that Martin Odegaard is 100% categorically going to return to the Emirates. No, what I'm saying is that he is one of a number of players, according to a report from The Athletic today, that says Real Madrid are looking to move players on because of their financial problems. Let's move on to a couple of uh, other bits and pieces. Uh, just want to touch on Mikel Arteta's comments with regards 
to Emil Smith Rowe. Mikel Arteta shutting down any talk about Emil Smith Rowe potentially leaving this summer. He said he will 100% be here, um, which uh, which suggests that the club are feeling quite confident about Emil Smith Rowe signing that new contract. Although it's not done yet, it's expected to happen. Uh, very, very soon. He also talked about Joe Willock, another player who's been linked with a move away, and Mikel Arteta confirmed that he is part of our plans moving forward. Now, this one for me, um, I'm not as chuffed about, and not because I don't like Joe Willock, right? I actually like Joe Willock. I think he's got a lot going for him. I think he is limited in some areas. For example, I think his overall midfield play could still improve. Um, I think what he brings to the table is that sort of energy, the ability to arrive in the penalty area, the the instinct for goal. I think Joe Willock really does have that. And I think maybe in another team set up in a different way, you can accommodate that and you can get the best out of him like Newcastle United did. But for Arsenal, I think he's going to struggle to have an impact. And as I've said sort of recently, Having played so well for Newcastle United, Joe Willock currently has a value that is only going to decrease if he is left on the substitutes bench and makes the odd appearance for Arsenal here and there. So if there ever was a time to sell Joe Willock, this was it. And we talk constantly about how many different positions and how many new players we need to bring in in order to get ourselves back on the right path. Bringing in 20, 25 million for Joe Willett would go a fair way in helping us do that and helping us achieve that. And sometimes you have to make these trade-offs. You can't keep everybody and you can't keep everybody happy. But what you can do is you can trade and you can pawn off players and you can sell players so that you can have the maximum amount of money available to you to go out and buy players that you're not kind of you know, hoping will make an impact that you believe genuinely can. And I'm not sure that Willock is at that point. I'm not sure Mikel Arteta uh, could possibly be at that point with Joe Willock where he looks at him and goes, yeah, this guy is definitely going to have an impact next season. I have to keep him. When you factor in, as I say, how many areas of the team need strengthening, need improving, I think Arsenal could really do with that money. And as I say, you know, if Joe Willock starts the season as a sub, comes on here and there, his value, which is probably now around about the £20 million mark, is just going to decline, 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 decline until we have to end up selling him for like five, six million pounds. That's the frustrating thing. As Josh says in the chat, and I completely agree with this, um, he isn't on Smith Rowe's level, uh, but he could be a goal scorer. I think that that sums him up perfectly. Um, but this one is one of those where if we keep him okay, you know, I'm never going to be upset that we kept that we kept Joe Willett because as I say, it's not personal. He's not something I, you know, uh, he's not somebody I don't like, but it is a decision that I'm not sure will work out for the best. You know, I, I just, I can't look at him and go, yeah, definitely categorically 100%. He improves his team. He needs to play every week. I look at him as someone who could have an impact off the bench from time to time, but, you know, isn't going to be in the team week in, week out and therefore is going to decline in value. And we talk about how badly Arsenal have sold over the years and how we've always got the timing wrong and how we've made bad decisions in that area. Well, this would feel like another one of those because I can bet you now we will never be in a position with Joe Willock again 
where he's worth or talked about as being valued at in excess of 20 million pounds. So with Joe Willock, when it comes to a sale, I do feel like it's now or never. Otherwise, what was the point of that Newcastle loan move? Yes, it improved the player, probably um, helped him build his confidence up again after a, a difficult season up until that point. But it doesn't do anything for us if we then go on to to use him as a peripheral player and end up selling him a season or two down the line for half the price. That's my kind of issue uh, with that. Let's say a few more hellos. Big hello to Nishith, uh, to Eric, to Josh, to Olubunmi. Hope you guys are all well in the chat box. Don't forget, if you haven't hit the like button already, please do it. Really, really uh, does help. Let me just have a quick look uh, at where we are in terms of likes at the moment. I can see on YouTube alone, there's 200 of you watching us, uh, but we've only got 50 likes. Let's try and get that up to uh, 75 at least. That should be pretty easy to do. Hit the like button if you haven't already. It doesn't cost the thing. It really, really helps. Uh, if you're watching this back on replay or you're listening to it later, let us know your thoughts on the Odegaard thing and the latest reports that have come out with regards uh, to the Real Madrid man uh, and, and what might be uh, of his future. So get involved. If you haven't subscribed to the channel already, please do so. And don't forget that this show is brought to you by Manscaped. So for all your male grooming needs, head over to manscaped.com. Uh, great products at great prices. And if you enter our discount code 90min20, you stand to save yourself 20% as well as getting free shipping uh, on your order. So uh, yeah, definitely worth using that code. And their products are fantastic. So please do check them out. Manscaped.com. You'll be supporting not just them, but the Chronicles of Aguna podcast too. Right. I'm going to leave it there. I'll catch you all very, very soon. Uh, as I say, we'll be back with a show later on where we'll be discussing some of the positions I believe Arsenal need to strengthen in. And we'll be trying to rank them, which isn't going to be easy. Uh, but we'll be doing that on our show later today. So until then, take care of yourselves and stay safe. All the best. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.